the verse says that a tzaddik, again, it says in Proverbs, that a tzaddik can fall seven times, but at all times he will pick himself up, he will rise again. But a person, a person does not stand still. Life is not static. Life is constant motion. Motion means forward, but it also means one step back, two steps forward, one step back like mountain climbing. You climb, you slide back. Then you climb ahead, you slide back. You climb ahead, you fall back. Life is constant motion, back and forth. And this is true of every person. And a person should not be discouraged. If a person has a setback, spiritual setback, you feel that you're moving, you're progressing, you're growing, and suddenly you feel like you're driving in reverse. You're going backwards, and maybe you smash into something also. Hopefully you didn't run over anyone. But you feel like you're going in reverse. Here your life was progressing very nicely, and suddenly you feel like you're walking backwards. Don't be discouraged. Don't feel dejected. This is part of the movement of life, the constant motion of life, back and forth. So the tzaddik will fall seven times. Even a tzaddik, someone who's perfect, can also fall from his level, and then he goes back. In other words, everyone according to their own level. Even a tzaddik goes in the highest level, there comes an interval where he's not on his own level. He's not on the level, he's not on his highest level. He's not at his best. Not everyone is always at their best. You're not always at your peak. There are moments at your peak, and the truth is the, the a tzaddik is someone who has mastered and is able to be at his peak quite often, and maybe most of the time. But even a tzaddik, the tzaddik is not at his own peak. There are times when he's like, he's just standing still, or if not falling back, comparison to his own level. It's like a lull, a quiet, and that's to be expected. That happens to everyone. Now, Al-Turabi is going to go on to explain that this is a necessity. It's not only that it's part of human nature it's part of human weakness that a person cannot maintain his peak and he has to fall back. It's a necessity. Why is it a necessity? Because life demands from us that we should continuously move forward. We should continue to climb, climb upward. Now, it's impossible to move forward unless you lose your balance. You have to leave your previous level in order to move forward. You can't really grow unless you reach a, a lull, you reach a state, a state of where you're in flux, where you feel a little destabilized. It's like a seed cannot grow unless the seed will rot. There's no spurt of growth unless there's rot. The seed has to lose itself before it can grow and sprout into something, into something great. In order for the seed to reach its potential, if a seed will remain a seed, the seed can never reach its potential. A beautiful tree. How do you get from the seed to a beautiful tree? So the seed has to go through. The seed has to go through a process of rotting. Now, at that moment that the seed rots, it's a very precarious situation. It's a very dangerous situation because at that moment you have no tree and you have no seed. You're nothing. You're in a state of nothingness. In a state of limbo, you're like lost. You're like you lost your balance. So there are times in your life when you feel you, you, you have your act together 
and you feel balanced and you feel together and everything is connected and 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 the engine is running on all, all cylinders and everything is roaring for, roaring ahead and then suddenly you lose your balance. You're like nowhere. You're not here, you're not there, you feel very uncomfortable, you feel like you're a setback, you feel you're, you're driving back, backwards, you're going backwards. And But really what's really going on and this is true of all setbacks. What are really all setbacks about? They're really part of your growth. They're part of your growth to go forward. But the only way to go forward is through, through, through the setback. Because there cannot be any birth. It's called birthing pains. You can't have any birth unless you have a little chaos, a little nothingness. Because every act of creativity has to come from nothing, something from nothing. So you have to reach a level of nothingness in order to be able to be creative. The seed has to reach a level of nothingness. The seed has to rot. The seed has to disappear. The seed has to totally lose its dimensions, lose its identity, and become nothing, become totally part of the earth in order for the seed to realize its potential. So any spurt of growth has to go through the level of nothingness. So this is really the dynamics that really go on whenever a person feels in their own personal life, in your own personal growth. You have a spurt of growth, and then suddenly you feel like you're neutral, even worse. You're like going in reverse. Your life, suddenly you lose balance. You're in chaos. You're not in control. Things are not connecting. It's just not happening. Things are not the way you like it to be. And you feel lost. But really, this is all part of the spurt, of the next spurt of growth. Because in order, in order to achieve growth, you can't achieve growth. You can't come to an answer unless you have a question. If you have no question, you'll never get to the answer. It's the question that leads you to the answer. So the question is a really, it's a, a troubling thing. It, it troubles you. It, it obstructs. It blocks your growth. You feel frustrated. It frustrates your growth. Things are unclear. Things don't make sense. But yet, that's what leads you to the next spurt of growth. It's only the question that could lead the way and open up into a new opening, into a new understanding, a new level, a higher level, a deeper level, a deeper understanding. So the truth is that the setback, the descent, is really part of the ascent. The one step back is really part of the two steps forward. In order to jump ahead, you have to step back, and then you can run and jump ahead. So while at the time it feels like a setback, it feels like you're sliding down the mountain, and it feels like you, you, you lost your grip and you lost your balance, and you're, it's a free fall. It feels like a free fall. But the truth is, it's really part of the next spurt of growth. Because the truth is, what comes first? The question or the answer? Ah, you say the question. Two Jews, three opinions. What does anyone else say? <laughs> Everyone agrees? It's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the question, the question doesn't come first. The question contains the answer. The answer comes first. The answer leads to the question. If you would not have had the answer, you would never have had the question. Why is it that yesterday everything made perfect sense? Everything was crystal clear. You got it. You connected all the dots. Everything was there. It all fits. It's all perfect. Suddenly, the next day, suddenly, you're lost. You're puzzled. You're troubled. You're frustrated. Nothing makes sense. It's inadequate. Yesterday's explanation doesn't do it. It doesn't make sense. 
What happened? Yesterday you had a perfect explanation. Everything made sense. And suddenly you're a day older, and suddenly it doesn't... It's because I was wrong the day before. No, you weren't wrong the day before. Because yesterday you were right. You were 100% right the day before. That's... That level. Oh, because now you've matured. You've grown older. The, yesterday's answer led you to the deeper level. You've graduated. And that elevated you to a higher level. Now, in comparison to a higher level, yesterday's answer doesn't do it anymore. It's not the truth anymore. It's not my truth anymore. It doesn't answer the question. I, I have to seek out something much deeper. I am ready and open for a much, much deeper explanation. And therefore, yesterday's level of explanation is simply inadequate. It doesn't do it. So it's the answer that leads to the question. Some of the greatest writers had the biggest breakthroughs in their creativity after they went through severe bouts of depression. And that prepared them. That, while they were depressed, that was what, they were, what they were really experiencing was that internally, subconsciously, they felt stuck. Their lives, as it was totally formed and shaped on a conscious level, was totally inadequate. It was totally not allowing them to express what, what they intimated deep down inside. They just knew that there's some mystery out there, some secret that they just weren't, weren't tapping into. And their lives felt totally frustrated. So in truth, it's the answer that leads to the question. It's because you're ready for the next level, you're ready for the next step, that suddenly the previous answer suddenly seems inadequate. Yesterday was perfectly adequate, and it was. It was the true answer, it was the correct answer, it was the right answer. On my level yesterday, this was the perfect answer. It resolved everything for me. Internally, externally, it, just, it was perfect. The perfect answer, the real answer. But precisely because of that was the genuine answer, that leads me to the next level. I graduated. And now on the next level, on a higher level, in comparison to a higher level, yesterday's answer is totally inadequate. I need something much deeper, much more penetrating, much more genuine, much more to the core, to the essence, to the point. And therefore, suddenly, I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a free fall. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. I'm frustrated. I feel inadequate. I lost my balance, I'm lost, I'm confused, I feel dark. But out of this darkness comes the end. If you can live in that state for at least a day, can't you live in that state forever if you want to? Of feeling like you have the answer, you're satisfied, you're fine, like you were yesterday. Okay. The Baal Shem Tov once said, the Baal Shem Tov is the Hasidic founder, founder of the Hasidic movement. And the Alter Rebbe, the author of the time, used to refer to as Zedia's grandfather, spiritual grandfather. He used to say, give me any question, and I'll give you the answer. Give me any answer, and I'll give you a question on that answer. Because life is infinite, and there are infinite levels. What's a true answer on one level? And it is a true answer, because on this level, it really gets to the heart of the matter. We all know what a true answer is. A true answer is sometimes you have a question, and you ask the teacher a question. And the teacher gives you a brilliantly logical answer. But you know, you're not satisfied. Because you can't adequately express what's bothering you. The teacher gave you on paper, it looks like a very logical answer. But he's not really answering your question. Because you, you yourself don't necessarily know where your question is coming from. You may verbalize your question one way, but what's bothering you inside is maybe it's nothing to do with the way you verbalize or how you verbalize what's really troubling you. A good teacher... Someone who's truly listening to the student is able to really get to the heart of the matter. And he's able to give an answer. And the student says, you know, oh, beautiful. That's exactly what I, 
That's what I was looking for. Now it makes perfect sense to me. It's resolved inside. It feels good. It feels, it fits. It's real. And then the next day, you grow up, and suddenly, yesterday's answer doesn't do it for you anymore. Not because it was a false answer. On the lower level, it was a perfect answer. It was a genuine answer. But what was genuine on that level is not what's genuine on another level. Because what, what gets to the heart and to the point on one level, when you reach another level, you also have to get to the center. You also have to get to the point and the center and the core of that level. Truth is very dynamic. There's one truth. But that truth is the core and the center of each and every level. So you, whichever level you're at, you really have to get to the truth of that level, to the core and the center of that level. So yesterday's answer is, doesn't do it for me anymore because yesterday's answer elevated me to a higher level. I graduated to a higher level and now I need a much deeper explanation. So I continue to seek and it's infinite. God is infinite, life is infinite. It's, it's the, the levels of knowledge are infinite. So whatever level you're at, you cannot stay still. You cannot stand still. That is the whole point he's trying to make here. Man is called a, we walk, we, we walk, we walk, we jump, we move. The sign of life is movement, change. We do not stand still. Life is dynamic, life is vibrant. And at every level that we're at, we have to find the center of that level. We have to find the core, the essence, the truth of that level. But how do you, get, how do you achieve peace? Because in every level, you're getting to the truth of that level. In other words, today, I am living the truth. I'm in touch with the truth. Because today, I've exerted myself, I have spent the time and the effort, and today I've gotten to the truth of today. Today, I am on all cylinders. I, am, I, am, I feel connected and I am centered, and today my life is together. I have my act together. Tomorrow is a new day, a new challenge, a new effort. You have to eat all over again. Just because I ate yesterday, it's not enough for tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new day. You have to start all over again. You have to eat all over Eating again. Is not a good <laughs> that's, that's not a good analogy. <laughs> so I you have, have to eat tomorrow. You have to pray all over again. You have to study Torah all over again. It's a new day. I have to find myself today. I have to find the center of my truth today. I have to reach the core, the truth, because it's dynamic. Truth is not static. Truth, absolute truth is dynamic. At every level, you have to constantly, it has to engage you. And it has to, you have to find the core, the center of, of whatever level you're at, which integrates everything, brings it all together, pulls it all together, connects everything together, connects all the dots, brings it all together, integrates you, where you feel your life is integrated. We all have those moments when we feel that our life is integrated and we're connected and things are moving forward. And the challenge is each and every day that we should we should reach, reach that level. Hanukkah is, is around the corner. What's the, the lesson of Hanukkah? Yesterday, you lit, the first day, you light one candle, and it's perfect. You make a blessing. The second night, you can't light one candle. It doesn't do it. It's not good enough. That was the first night. Now I have to grow. I have to light two candles. The third night, two, two, two nights was not, two nights. Last night was good, but now I'm a day older. I'm a day wiser, a day mature. I have to grow. I have to move forward. It's constant movement, constant change, constant challenge. Truth has to challenge you. It has to evoke a response within you. It has to inspire you. It has to move you. It has to engage you until you, till you feel integrated, until you feel connected and centered and focused. And that comes with effort. So you're right. Every day, every day is an effort. We were created to work. Life is, is not a picnic. Life is effort. 
Life is focus, concentration, effort, connection. And getting at the truth of each, each and every day, getting at our truth, connecting with the truth. We say the same words of prayer each and every morning. Because every day we have to connect, we have to center ourselves. It's, every day it's a new struggle. We have to eat all over again, we have to pray all over again. Every day is a brand new day. We're a day wiser, a day older, a day more mature, a day more experienced. And therefore we have to, we have to, we have to connect on a deeper level. This is about life, but life is dynamic. Life is vibrant. Life is constant movement, constant change. Life is not just the fact that we're not dead. There's more to life than <laughs> not being dead. <laughs> life is dynamic, is vibrant. Life is being alive, living every day, living to the full, engaging, being engaged in life, movement, change, growth. And that's, that's, the, that's a person is not truly considered a person unless they're constantly moving and changing. And the nature of constant movement and constant changes, the only way to grow is you have to go through a period of nothingness. The seed must rot. The, the answer leads to a question where you feel totally troubled and puzzled and confounded and confused and frustrated and inner turmoil and chaos and you feel like you feel like a, you, you, a free fall and you lose your balance and yesterday you had everything was perfect you had your act together you had your life together everything made sense everything was so clear crystal clear and now a day later suddenly you feel like your whole life is falling apart and that moment when the moment you feel like you, you you despair and you feel like the seed is totally rotted and you feel like you're lost and it's hopeless and and you're so confused and confounded and, so, and out of that darkness suddenly the lightning bolt suddenly the eureka moment suddenly you open up into a whole new a whole new uh, vista opens opens up for you, and suddenly you get you get you get the answer, enters into your consciousness. That answer, that higher level of integration that you intimated before, you just had an intimation by the fact that suddenly you're dissatisfied. That dissatisfaction is a signal from your subconscious, from your inner soul that's telling you, I'm stuck. I feel like I'm in a straitjacket. With all your logical conceptions and understanding, it's too limiting. I need something much more. I'm, re I'm ready for a higher level of integration, a much deeper insight, move, movement in a new direction. And you're just, you're just putting me in a straitjacket. So the soul is like rebelling. The soul is frustrated. And that creates inner chaos. So the darkness... The question is really part of the ascent, is really the, the, the one step back, the sliding down the mountain, is really part of the growth. It's the growth that leads to the sliding. It's the answer that leads to the question. The redemption leads to the exile. It's not the reverse. It's like the baby brings the pain. What comes first? The birthing pangs or the baby? The baby. Because there's a baby, there's something new that's ready to come into this world, that brings the pain. Because it's the baby pushing out because it wants to be born. Something new wants to be born into this world. It's pushing its way through the, the confines and therefore it creates all this pain and this stress and this tension. But the truth is, the baby comes first. The answer comes first. The redemption comes first. That leads to the exit. It's, it's, it's a whole different way of looking at it. We're looking at it all wrong. Superficially, yes, the question comes first. But the truth is just the opposite. The answer comes from So not only is it possible for a tzaddik to fall, this is the way of life. The way of life is constant movement. And you cannot have movement, you can't have a burst of creativity, a real leap forward. 
to leapfrog, to, to, to jump ahead, unless you have a level of nothingness, a level of very, which is a very painful moment. Nothingness is a painful moment. Because at that moment, you're nothing. You're not a, a tree and you're not a seed. The seed loses the properties of a seed. And it's nothing. It's not, a, it's not even a seed. It's absolutely nothing. It's zero. It's extremely painful. It's like when you squeeze the olive to get, to get the, the, the uh, oil. With the, the moment of squeezing is a very painful moment. Because at that moment, you, you don't have the oil, but you don't have the olive anymore. The olive is squeezed and crushed. It's a very crushing moment. It's a very painful moment. But that's the moment of, that leads to the, the, the burst of creativity, a new path, a new direction in your life. So he's saying this is almost built into the nature, that a person has to constantly move forward, and the only way to move forward is by first falling back, by one step back, losing your back, becoming nothing, falling, losing your high level. So even the tzaddik, and maybe especially the tzaddik, He's constantly experiencing this fall. He's not always on his peak. No one is ever always at their peak. We would like to. We think we would like to be supermen or superwomen. We think we would like to be always at our peak and always perfect and always 100%. And, and if we don't live up to our perfect expectations, we feel terrible. But we don't understand that this is part of life. Life is movement. Life is dynamic. Life is vibrant. And the only way to grow, being at your peak, gets in the way. Because your peak today is not good enough for tomorrow. And if you're going to stay tomorrow at your peak, if you're going to light the second night of Hanukkah, you're going to stay at your peak, which is one candle, which is a tremendous peak. Yesterday was the peak. I came from nothing, and now I have one candle. I made a blessing, and I ushered in Hanukkah. But if I stay stuck at the peak, yesterday's peak, it's actually blocking me. It's getting in my way. It's not allowing me to grow. If a person feels that he's perfect, and the person feels that he has it all figured out, that could be the greatest blockage to growth, the greatest obstacle to growth. A person has to have a sense of nothing, of confusion, of chaos. I don't know. I don't understand. I'm lost. Oh, now. Now we're talking. Now you're a vessel. Now you're a vehicle for growth. As the saying says, you can't fill a full cup. In order to fill a cup, you have to be empty. If a person doesn't have a sense of emptiness, if a person doesn't have a sense of restlessness, of emptiness, of, of dissatisfaction, deep dissatisfaction, if a person is so happy with himself and so content with himself, then, then it's all over. A ripe tree falls off, falls off, a ripe fruit falls off the tree. In order for the fruit to, to remain connected, the fruit has to feel there's room for growth. So it's only when you're open for growth, when you're hungering for growth, when you feel lost and you feel confused and you feel some inner turmoil and a sense of hunger and restlessness, now, now you're ready for the next level. That's the vessel that enables you to receive the new direction. Otherwise, otherwise you block your limited conscious level, whatever peak you've achieved, becomes a block, a blockage, and doesn't allow any new direction, any new movement when you're ready for the new movement and you're ready for the new direction. Because of yesterday's peak. Yesterday's peak led you, helped you graduate to the next level, and now I'm ready for the next level. I have to let the next level in. And the next level will take me by surprise. They'll move my life in a new direction. Every day, life is a new discovery. 
and we discover new things. And we, and we can move in, in a totally brand new direction with a fresh enthusiasm, with a fresh excitement. If it's the same old, same old, same old, it grows very tired and stale and after a while it grows very, very old. A person has to be fresh, current, dynamic, alive, as if for the first time. And all the great people had this quality. They had a tremendous curiosity. Even when they were 80, 90 years old, they never lost that, that youthfulness, that sense of wonder and a sense of curiosity and that hunger for knowledge. You know, as if, as if they, were, they were like children in a candy store. You know, like just, just with such zest and to learn and to understand and to explore. And the greater the person, the more youthful they are. That's the sign of greatness. They ask questions that no one else asked. Everyone else took it for granted. Why does the apple fall? No one even asked that question. It took Newton to stop and wonder and, and stop. I'm not going any further. I don't understand. Explain it to me. You know, most people just dismiss it and just move on. You know, yeah, you know, that's it. And, then, and that becomes the biggest uh, blockage of growth. When you think you know and you think you understand. So, so it's not only he's saying that even the tzaddik can fall. What he's trying to explain now is especially the tzaddik must fall, must fall from his peak, from his high level, in order to, to, to create a spurt of growth, in order for him to move, and not just to move inch by inch, but to jump forward, to leap forward, to burst through, to break open, revolutionize a totally new direction, open up a new depth, new dimension in your life. You must fall. And that's a very painful moment for the tzaddik and for anyone else. Because at that moment, when you lose your balance, you lost your previous, but you don't yet have the new level. It's like if a person played it safe, and you know, a person was trying to learn how to swim, and always played it safe, and always walked on the beach, but never, never waded into the water, you'll never learn how to swim, right? How, do you, how are you going to learn how to swim? You have to let go. How do you let go? You have to wait in the water. Now that's a very, very dangerous moment because at that moment you lost your balance. You're not standing, but you haven't yet learned how to swim. You don't have your balance yet in swimming. It's your first time. And at that moment you feel lost. You feel very... Many people can't do it because they, they run back to safety. I'll do what I, what, I, what I know well. I'll walk. And that person will never learn how to swim. Never, ever. He's too afraid. He's afraid of the unknown. He just can't, he's afraid to lose control, afraid to lose his balance. A person who's afraid is paralyzed by that fear. That person can never grow. A person can never really learn something new, try something new, do something new, do something different. That person is predictable as, as anything. In order for a person to grow, you have to lose your balance. There's no other way. The Talmud tells us, Rabbi Zaira fasted a hundred fasts that he should forget, in order that he should forget the Babylonian Talmud, in order that he should be worthy of understanding the Jerusalem Talmud. We know that there are two Talmuds. The Mishnah is, is the same. The Mishnah was developed in the land of Israel. But then after the destruction of the Temple, the, uh, the Jewish life really shifted to Babylonian. That became the center of Jewish life. But life continued in Israel. So the, the secondary center of Jewish life was in Israel, but the primary center of Jewish life was really outside of Israel, Chutzlar, it's in Babylonia, in Iraq. And that became the main Talmud that we study 
most Jews study is the Babylonian Talmud, not the Jerusalem Talmud. The Jerusalem Talmud is written very, very concisely, very brief, sharp, to the point. The Babylonian Talmud, which is written like a hundred years later, is much more elaborate, discussions, back and forth, and um, is much more accessible. And the, so Rabbi Zeira, who grew up in the way of thinking of the Babylonian Talmud, wanted to elevate himself. He wanted to reach a level where he can learn on the level of the Jerusalem Talmud, which is a much higher level. You know, it was much more concise and to the point. It was, in a way, it was much more brilliant. And you had to be a very high level to appreciate that way of thinking of the Jerusalem Talmud, the rabbis of the Jerusalem Talmud. See, so he fasted a hundred fast that he should forget the Babylonian Talmud, the entire Babylonian Talmud, because as long as he, as long as he was admired in the way of thinking of the Babylonian Talmud, it interfered with his being able to absorb this new way of thinking, this new path of learning, which was which was like the difference between uh, university, between university level learning and you know undergraduate and graduate level. It's a whole different level of learning, much deeper level of learning, much more profound level of learning. And he felt that his knowledge, of the, his mastery of the Babylonian Talmud would actually interfere with his being able to learn this new path, this new approach, and this deeper approach to learning. So he prayed and he fasted, a hundred fasts, that he should forget the Babylonian Talmud so that in order he should be able to... So the previous level gets in the way, interferes. So if you want to grow, you must go through a level of nothing. There is no other way. The only way to create something is something from nothing. You have to reach a level of nothing. When a person is pretty arrogant and self-content and satisfied, that person will learn nothing. When a person is brokenhearted, and you feel like you're broken to a thousand pieces, and you, you're confounded and confused, and you feel like you're, 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 you're in such a darkness, and, and you're, you're miserable, and you're, you're in pain, because you're trying to understand something, and it doesn't make sense to you. And out of, the, out of that darkness, out of that pain and misery, it gives birth. Those are the growing pains that give birth to a new understanding, a, br- a brilliant moment, a flash, of, of illumination that guides you into a whole new path and a whole new direction. And that's the only way. Growing pains. There is no other way. And it's not a negative. It's a positive. It's part of growth. You have to look at it that way. It's very difficult to look at it that way when you're experiencing it. Because when you're experiencing it, all that you can experience, all you can, is the pain. Not what was before and not what was after. But it's important to remember that what's really going on internally, the inner dynamics is really all positive. Even the setbacks is really all positive. Is it important to see this pain? Or to, does it, if it, let's say one sees the pain and then sees, you know, looks at the positives and says, oh, this must be a good thing. I mean, then maybe that reduces the pain and then maybe you don't get the full effect of the answers to the questions. I don't know if that makes any sense. It, it doesn't reduce the pain because when you're experiencing it, it's, it's very, very painful. But you don't, you don't, you don't despair. If you understand what's going on, you don't despair. You, you understand the inner dynamics, it's very, very helpful because then you don't despair. You realize that, that you've outgrown. You've outgrown your previous peak. Your previous peak was a peak. It was perfect. It's not like it was flawed. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Savor that moment. You know, savor that moment and cherish that moment. 
But precisely because it was a genuine moment, that has led you, your life has to move on. And this is a signal from your soul. Your soul is crying out, hey, you're putting me in a straitjacket. Yesterday's peak is today's jail, today's confinement. And I'm ready to move on. And whether we're ready or not, <laughs> the soul moves on. If we're not ready, we experience all sorts of inner chaos in our lives. It's really just a signal from the soul telling us, whether you're with me or not, I'm going forward. And the smart thing to do and the wise thing to do was grab on, <laughs> fasten the seatbelts, and come along with it for the ride.